Welcome back to season two of the Ring Back Feminine Podcast. I am your host, Angelica Chulo. And on this podcast, we talk about all things femininity, masculinity, relationships, how to reach your highest self, and so much more. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to season two of the Bring Back Femininity podcast. I am now Angelica Chulo, and this is my husband. Mike Chulo. Hello, and we are the Chulos. That's right. I still, um, I'm still getting used to it. I don't know. I haven't, nobody's really asked me what my last name is, but until I legally change it, I don't think I'm really going to feel it. Well, the Instagram name changed, so it's official. Yes, it changed right away. It changed the next day. I mean, you don't even need to change any of the legal documents. I mean, as long as the Instagram has changed, that's good enough. That's all you were yeah. waiting for. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're good. You well, can wait to change the license and all the other documents. Well, it's funny because every time I still use my old email, the Angelica underscore Babakov, you're just like, create a new email. I don't want to see Babakov anymore. Yeah, we're going to have problems. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I thought this episode, we can do a little catch-up episode. There, April was a busy month and there was a lot going on. And, you know, we had the wedding and then... I feel like last episode when we mentioned that we were moving, people probably thought we were just moving places and houses, not down moving. the street. Yeah, like not moving out of state completely. So we're going to catch everybody up on what we're doing, what our plans are. And hopefully you guys don't think we're absolutely crazy. <laughs> so let's start with our wedding. Our wedding was April 16th. Um, we had it in Miami, Coral Gables. And I've been planning this wedding for literally a year and a half. And I personally feel like it went by way too quick. It was not the wedding to miss. Yeah, I, it was, it was stressful with the whole, I feel like the thing, the main thing that stressed me out was the whole tent situation. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a uh, plan to rain that week. There was this huge storm that came in the oh. week prior the days leading up. So Angie and I were just completely glued to our phones every day, checking multiple times a day, probably every hour checking the weather and just seeing which way the weather was going to go for the wedding. And we were really nervous because all these uh, floods started to happen as people were trying to fly into Fort Lauderdale. The Fort Lauderdale airport got completely uh, closed. closed down. Nobody could fly in. Everybody was rescheduling their flights, uh, getting, you know, because they were canceled and yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty stressful. And then we were trying to decide on this whole tent situation about during the ceremony. The ceremony was outside. The reception was inside. So I was trying to decide, you know, for the, the ceremony, if we were going to have this tent over everybody or not, which we really didn't want because of the photos and and also when that that tent was holding all the heat in. So we didn't want it to be any more humid than it had to be. Uh, but it all worked out. Yeah, but going back to the whole flooding situation, guys, it was clear skies, like lit literally clear skies, beautiful day. And then the week of our wedding, it started on Monday. There was massive rainfall. There was floods. Brickle, I don't know, I guess like Brickle, which is like the downtown area of Miami, was completely flooded. Cars were underwater. And then it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every single day was flooded. The airports were shutting down and people were already flying in on Thursday. 
So my dad's flight got canceled. So many flights got rescheduled. And it's like, like what's going to happen? Like, is it, if it's going to keep raining, we're not going to even have guests for the wedding. Yeah, that would have been bad. But it's so crazy because Thursday, things started clearing up. And then Friday, it was clear skies. People flew in. We had our wedding party that night. Every like everybody came over our families got introduced for the first time together people were getting drunk everybody was having a great time there was violinists there was robots no i'm talking about the friday oh yeah. yes <laughs> the violinists and the robots on in our house that was during the wedding yeah and then uh, um saturday we had our rehearsal lunch well we had the rehearsal at the wedding and then we had our rehearsal lunch and then we had dinner with your friends and my Bunch friends, of friends and you know, people that work with the company and yeah. And then Sunday was the wedding day and it, it was crazy. And everybody told me like, Hey, this moment goes by really quick. So stay in the present moment. And everybody was telling me that. So when we were doing the ceremony, I walked out to lifetime by Justin Bieber. Great oh, song for walking down the aisle. But I remember just having that adrenaline rush and everybody's standing up and watching you come down the aisle and then Mike's staring at me down the aisle and then my dad's by my side. And I realized at that moment, I'm like, wow, if I completely black out from this moment, I will never, I'll never have the chance to really experience it. But it was definitely a crazy moment for me. And it sucks because you spent a year and a half planning a wedding and then you're barely part of it because the bride is like in the back room. The groom can go hang out, chill, have some drinks, do all that. And then I'm like slowly just like tucked away. And then I just come from the party, right? Yeah. For the first dance in the party. But but now you're adopted. Yeah, I have been adopted into the Chulo family. That's right. Welcome. Thanks. Happy to have you. Um, but... Then not only did Mike and I decide to have a wedding and plan it and then have family stay after, we decided to put everything in storage and we decided to pack two, two suitcases each and live the nomad life, right? Yeah. So we don't really have like um, a home um, we're just going to be traveling, I guess, throughout the United States until I can have my visa to travel outside of the States. But Mike and I want to do this for, I don't know, two years, two, three years. As long as we can. Yeah. I mean, like we're traveling still though. Well, you know, we're staying in Airbnbs for at least a month at a time. Nice homes. We started off in Vegas first. Yeah, we're in Vegas right now. So we've already been to a bunch of shows in the last week, a bunch of dinners and just having fun. You know, it's it's been it's been a lot of a lot of fun so far. And yeah, I think we'll end up doing a couple months here. And yeah. We'll see kind of, you know, I know we have plans for the fourth of July. And hopefully by then you've got your green card so we can, you know, get the hell out of here. But um, you know, everybody, you know, to be completely to be completely honest, it's like everybody it's like, oh my God, you guys are going to have a great time, you know, this and that. And I was like, yeah, we're going to have a great time. But like what I've been telling you the past couple of days, it hasn't, the transition hasn't really hit me and I've been struggling 
more than Mike has because Mike is used to this kind of lifestyle where it's like, okay, pack your bags, the most important stuff you have, travel, find a new, find new places to hang out, chill, find your new favorite restaurants, find a new barber, new friends, new friends, all of that stuff. And it sounded great when I was still in Miami. I'm like, yeah, I can do this. No problem. And then now that we're here is I'm having more of a difficult time because I didn't realize how much it would hit me and how much I would mourn my old life. Because when I moved to Miami with Mike, it's, it's, I, you know, it took me a year to find myself again, to find my favorite restaurants, my go-to restaurants, my go-to nail salon, hair salon, and just like the place where I work out, friends, atmosphere, all of that. And now it's like, okay, and she's like, oh, well, you're going to leave all that behind and you're going to start again. And yeah, I've just been warning and I've been telling Mike, but I'm probably driving him crazy at this point because I'm not letting myself settle in because I keep comparing Miami to Vegas, which that's the biggest problem. It's like, oh, well, Vegas doesn't have Pure Vita or Vegas doesn't have Joe and the Juice or Vegas doesn't have Solid Core or doesn't have Form Fitness. And I have to get into the zone of like, hey, Vegas has a lot of things, but they're not going to be the same as what you find in Miami. So you have to find something at least better or lower your expectations which that's hard for me because I strive to find the best of the best in everything. It took me so long to find a good nail salon. I I know it sounds weird or sounds bratty, but every woman listening to me right now knows that having like a great nail salon and a hair salon and just your go-to places is super important. You can't just go to anyone. It takes a lot of research and even finding a new groomer friends. It's, there's a lot of things that I didn't think of. <laughs> and now that I'm here and I have no friends and um, I've just been up being a little baby. I haven't been to the gym, but starting Monday, I'm like, you know what? I have to let go and stop mourning the life that I used to have. And I have to get into the mentality of Mike and I are going to be traveling for so long. I can't get easily attached to places. So that's my mission right now. And I know I'm, it's, I'm super grateful for this opportunity. I'm just not used to it. It takes a while to get used to. We talked about, you know, in, in my early twenties, I moved to Denver and left everybody behind and I had no friends. And that was a very depressing time. And then just as soon as I started making friends about six months in, I moved to Chicago and restarted again and had no friends and had to rebuild myself. And then just as I built a friend group there after a year and built a life there, then I moved back to Denver for two years and had to restart again and built another group of friends. And then I moved to San Diego and then San Francisco and then started traveling the world and, you know, living in South America, living all these places and you know, I lived out of suitcases for, I think, three or four years out of two suitcases. And you just over time learn to not become dependent on, uh, not dependent, but not attached. Like you said, I don't, I'm not, I don't get attached to things anywhere near like I used to. So getting rid of the cars, selling them or getting rid of the apartment, there, there's definitely a sense of like, it's bittersweet. You know, I don't 
the freedom like you say but like, but i just mean like there is a sense of like i of course am attached to certain things and having a routine is nice but as long as you have the essentials uh which is us and <laughs> That's you know, time. you've got uh, a good gym, you know, that you can, you can do, you got, I got a place to work, you know, with, with a desk. Um, everything else is pretty much replaceable. Like I already know going into it, I'm not going to get my hair cut the exact way I want it. I already know I'm not going to, you know, maybe get the exact food I want. I'm not going to get the exact things I, I used to have, but in exchange for giving up those things, um, you would get a lot more experiences. Like even this week alone, we've already been to David Blaine. We've been to see Bill Burr. We went to um, the Comedy uh, Cellar we, and saw stand-up. We are going to America's Got Talent on Wednesday. We, I mean, I could keep going on and on on top of the fact that we've had a, a bunch of amazing dinners at places we've never been to. We went to a great brunch day down on the water. Like It's like so worth it because like I've told you before, that routine and those things will always be there. Yeah. And every person, 99% of people that are in that routine would die for the opportunity to travel and live in Airbnbs. And especially once you get your green card, being able to leave the country and you know experience different cultures and different people. We're never going to look back on this time when you're old you know, or when we have kids and go, wow, I really regret having traveled and I mean, lived all those experiences. Whereas you would regret, man, we had those two, three years before we started trying for kids and we didn't do anything with it. I know. I was talking to a guy that has kids in his late thirties and I was telling him our plan and he was just some guy I do business with. And he was just like, that is the wisest thing I have ever heard. He's like, the fact that you guys know what you want, you know, you're not jumping right into kids after marriage, you know, means that, you know, you're just going to be able to experience so much together and have so much fun. And I just can't wait to see kind of what the next few years brings. And it's going to change you. It Traveling changed me and it's going to change you. And it's just going to make you a more well-rounded person. And it will make me a more well-rounded well-rounded person just being back on the road and meeting different people and putting yourself out there and you're more humble too because you 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 you're vulnerable you don't you don't have that like shield to hide behind you know when you're in a country and you don't know anybody uh you are more willing to make new friends you are willing to you know go outside your comfort zone and find new places and and uh but that's living. Yeah. You know, that is true I guess, life. I guess what it is to me is this is also stepping out of my comfort zone completely. Yeah. It's just the unknown. I don't know what I even packed. Like I just packed some things, like two suitcases. I packed some things and I'm just like, okay, well, everything else is in storage. So this is this is what I have now. Like this is what I own. So and everybody, when you talk to everybody and every, everybody's so surprised that it's like, oh, Angelica, Angelica was okay with doing that. And they didn't get it. I'm like, yeah, like, obviously I want to travel. Obviously I want to do all these things. But now I've been just like being a little baby about it. And I was just like, Mike, just show me some sympathy on what's going on. Let me, let me actually mourn Angelica Babakov so I can have fun with Angelica Trullo. That's what it is too. You know, everything happens so fast that it's like, now you're literally mourning 
your old identity, like legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, Angelique we're, we're married now and uh, we're traveling the world. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Miami was awesome because, you know, we had our friends, we had Vu Church, we had a great routine going on, but I'm happy and I'm thankful to be doing this. And of course, our podcast setup is a little different because we can't be traveling with big microphones. So we got little ones. Well, you won't be able to see it, but we have like little ones now on our shirt. And yeah, I'm sure the audio quality is not as good, but it gets the job done. Yeah. And it's going to be fun because I don't know if I'm going to do YouTube yet, but everybody who follows me on Instagram is probably going to see different backgrounds all the time and different destinations of where we're going to. You should do YouTube. I know. I just can't walk around. I can't. I know there's something in me where I sometimes I spend a whole day like taking photos and taking pictures and doing all that stuff. And then I just don't live in the present moment. We just got to get somebody to follow us around. That's what it would be because even when I'm with you and I'm always on my phone taking photos and pictures, it's as much as you say, hey, I think you should start with YouTube. I think you should start vlogging. The same In the same breath, once I start doing it, you're going to be like, yo, no. No, this is already too much. Yeah. And I and I respect that because I don't want to live through a camera lens. I want to live in the moment. Agreed. I want to take a photo once or however many cool things there are. And I want to be done with my phone and just explore what life has to offer. Okay, well, I guess that was our little catch-up moment. So right now we're in Vegas. We're going to be doing some shows here. Some, well, we are doing shows and restaurants and exploring what the desert and getting work done and and still hitting the gym and doing that kind of stuff too but yeah for sure this is about having fun you know i've been such a slave to my business for the last couple of years and it's great being on the west coast because although i'm i was already waking up early in miami you know waking up at 5 45 6 a.m every day and instead of um, waiting a few hours to begin working because I would go to the gym and, you know, work uh, before people were waking up and things like that. Now it's like I wake up and everyone's working. And that's cool though, because the first couple of meetings of the day don't require me to be in front of my computer. I can be at the gym. And then I'm finishing my workday around like one o'clock. And we've had, we looked at the hours and before I was able to spend about four hours a day with Ange. And now it's about eight hours a day of potential time to chill and hang out. It's a huge difference. And so it's, it's been so nice, like knowing the workday is over around like one, two o'clock because my company operates on the East Coast. So I'm waking up early with anxiety, you know, trying to get a bunch of work done. I'm kind of behind the ball, but finishing early uh, has been allowing us to just go out every night. Yeah. I mean, in the earlier dinners, earlier shows, but who cares? Like we're having fun. And it's just, I'm, I'm so grateful to just be in a new routine. I mean, I was in yeah. the exact same routine for the last two years, day in, day out. I was going fucking crazy. Yeah, you were, you were a prisoner. You didn't get to enjoy really, you didn't really get to enjoy Miami. Not like I should have. No. Not like, not like you should have, or not like you could have. Right. Because we had a beautiful home, beautiful cars, but I was just so grind. busy grinding it's just like there wasn't uh time to and then when i was when it was time to enjoy i was so damn tired i couldn't fully enjoy you're such a great provider oh thank you Give me a kiss. love you love you thanks for providing for this yeah family. no problem but 
But now Mike is ready to go. Mike is full of energy. He's glowing. He's a ball of life right now that he doesn't know. There's no chill mode for him. It's after work straight away. He goes, let's go somewhere. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go here. Let's go here. Let's go here. And I'm like, damn, like, I just need to chill. He goes, no, I've been chilling. I've been on grind mode for two years. I'm ready to go experience. Well, yeah, the business is taking off, you know, big time and, and things are going well. It's like, yo, this is the time to enjoy because I got two other businesses I'm starting right now that are coming down, you know, the pipeline and and uh, I'm going to get busy again. So I got to just enjoy today. Yeah and uh you know soak up i mean we're in the entertainment capital of the world we have to go out there and be entertained yeah and obviously we have enzo here yeah the little man our little our revengeful little man <laughs> Yo, i don't even want to talk about it my dog pisses me off hey be nice he loves you you want to tell him a story Okay, Enzo, they say that dogs don't have like what a revenge bone in their body, but Enzo yeah, he does. has revenge, like absolute revenge. Because, All of his bones are revenge. <laughs> because I think Enzo is just not to not to brag, but Enzo is obsessed with me. And that's because I just spend so much time with him and we're just like little buddy and big buddy. And <laughs> when Mike is not around, it's just that's what I do with Enzo, is just we're always together. So Enzo, whenever we leave the house, he always thinks he's coming with us. And this was, I guess, like our second day here. And we're just like, okay, well, let's let's leave Enzo out. You know, let's trust him. And we tr tried to trust him. But he, I, I already knew because when we were leaving the house, he was so mad. He was crying. He was yelling at the top of his lungs. And then we come home. And we think that we can trust him, and he takes a pee on the couch. It's not a small pee; it's a giant piss. And, the, and, and he did spot where we lay down. Like that's like there's like an L shape right at the L where you can like lay your feet and extend your body. That's where he took a piss. Yeah. So not happy. And that's and I'm telling you guys. Because we took him outside right before we left and he peed, he did number one, he did number two, he was good to go. We left him alone in the house for four hours. He's held and, it for 12 hours before. Yeah, he's held it for a long time before. So he just did it out of revenge. So he's there staring at us because he knows what we're talking about. So you know? he goes straight to jail now when we leave. Yeah, now he just got, now we have a portable crate for him. But that was our little catch-up episode. Um and there's nothing more to catch. Well, up no. On. Uh, what what do you tell them what they're in store for for well, season that's, two? That's what I'm getting to. Yeah, let's hear it. So, um, of course, season two. I mentioned that which I'm just gonna um be interviewing guests. You're gonna be interviewing guests. I'm gonna be interviewing guests, and that's basically. I have a lot of guests lined up that I'm super super excited about. Um, like I said, like inspirational coaches, femininity coaches, dating coaches all that and yeah season two is going to be awesome i'm super excited for it i'm looking forward to it too yeah so first interview episode i guess is not going to be may 8th it's going to be the monday after that that's when i'm going to post my first interview post if you but yes i love you guys thank you so much you guys have been messaging me you guys have been just 
saying all the nice things about the podcast, even while we were on a break. So I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy to be doing this. And I'm very excited for the episodes. I mean, for the interviews. And if you guys have any questions that you would like me to just ask the people that I'm interviewing, please DM me because the more questions, the better. I love picking their brain. The episode is not going to be about me. It's going to be just about gaining more knowledge and from their expertise. So thank you. I love you guys. Thanks guys. See you later. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Bring Back Femininity podcast. I hope our conversation today has inspired you to tap into your feminine energy, embrace your higher self, and live a more authentically empowered life. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends who might find it valuable and make sure to follow us so you never miss a new episode. We love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to reach out to us with your feedback and suggestions. Remember, you are unique, beautiful, and capable of amazing things. Keep shining your light and embracing your feminine power. Thank you for listening to the Bring Back Feminine podcast. And until next time, keep bringing back femininity.